It is, of course, uh, Triple M this morning and shortly for breakfast. And, uh, guys, uh, in our journey to raise money for the Leukaemia Foundation doing the world's greatest shave, uh, we are going to catch up with a woman by the name of Tori. Now, Tori's a little on the northern end of our listening area in the beautiful Coffs Harbour. Uh, now, Tori has been on, uh, I guess, a, a cancer journey and she is out the other side. And I thought it would be a great opportunity uh, to catch up with Tori and uh, obviously give a bit of an insight as to what happens when going on said journey. Tori, good morning to you and firstly, welcome to the show. Good morning, Strawny. Good morning, listeners. And Welcome, Port Macquarie. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yes, from the What's the weather like in Coffs Harbour today? Hot. Yeah, <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. Now, um, Tori, I, thank you so much for taking the time to coming and have a chat with us. Now, uh, you were diagnosed with blood cancer or non-Hodgkin lymphoma in, in 2014. And yes. I guess you were thrown into some world, uh, like uh, the world of life-saving treatment uh, with chemo and the like. And uh, you did it right here on the Mid-North Coast. Yes, I did. It was um, quite a journey. It was my husband actually did the shave world's greatest shaves in 2012 in March, and then two years later in March 2014, I was diagnosed with blood cancer. So, oh yeah, it's, dear, it's, it's, yeah, it's amazing how things turn out. But yeah, I, I was very fortunate in that um, I was able to go to the Mid North Coast Cancer Institute um, as part of my journey and my treatment. Um, and the staff there, and I had a great hematologist, a fantastic GP, and excellent support staff and nurses at the um, Mid-North Coast Cancer Institute. So they were a major part of my journey and helped me through all the steps that I needed to get through and to understand what was going on and what was happening with me and to help me get through to the other side. So I can't thank them enough, and I was very lucky that... I didn't have to travel to Sydney for my treatments or anything like that. So I was very lucky and I was just on the, the cusp of COVID. So I, that sort of had a slight impact on me, but um, I managed to get through all my treatments, no problem. Well, well done to the Mid-North Coast Cancer Institute. Um, that is so great to hear that you had such great treatment here, Tori, and you didn't have to go to a capital city. That's fantastic. Absolutely. And that's that's half the battle. You know, it's hard enough when you, you have, can't work and you don't have income and you're relying on your, your spouse to help you. So, you know, I had a fantastic husband that was my rock and he was there all the way and, you know, he got the support from the, the, the nurses and the staff and was able to get answers to questions and he was able to then support me through that journey. And so, yeah, it, it was a huge team effort from many people. Now, uh, we had uh, Chris Tarty on the show recently, uh, the CEO of the Leukaemia Foundation, and he's coming from the background of, um, you know, he was in the beginnings of headspace, especially here on the mid-north coast. So the mental health aspect of it, Tori, um, and, and it's great to hear that, you know, the money that we raise goes towards the support of, um, of patients and, of course, their families going through, you know, what's probably one of the most confronting things you'd probably ever go through in your life. It is. It's very confronting and, and you know, like I know with my journey, when I was going through the chemo treatment, I was a zombie. Like, I I couldn't understand conversations. I couldn't speak. So for I used to have treatment every two weeks, and for eight days of that two weeks, I was out. Like, I, I was a zombie, you know, like I couldn't function. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just really knocked around. So my husband and my community were amazing. But 
and they were there, you know, they were making sure they'd check in. They knew I couldn't speak to them, but they'd come and say hello and wave and say, you know, how are you going? You're looking well, you know, keeping, you know, keeping my spirits up. So, and that's the hardest thing is because your, your body's reacting and, and doing different things. You, you struggle mentally with that space. So, you know, the support systems that were there were fantastic for sort of, it's okay you know, there's there's public forums um, for and support forums and groups for um, people that are going through the journey and also for the carers because it's really hard on the carers as well. So, you yeah. know, they provide all that sort of support. And, you know, they the research, you know, the money that gets raised is fantastic for further research, which is really important. Yeah, absolutely, Tori. And, and, and Chris did mention that, you know, over $7 million, uh, you know, going uh, to the research of, you know, what can be done about this horrible disease because it it impacts anyone, you know, it can pe- impact anyone from any age and is the le- and it's the leading diagnosed cancer in children from, you know, zero to 14 years. That's a horrifying statistic, isn't it? It is, and I actually had a niece who was diagnosed at 18 months with leukaemia. Oh, and we watched goodness. her go through that journey of five years and just watching her tiny little body dealing with all the process that she had to go through, it just it blew us away. You know, I had an uncle that had leukaemia later in life, so and my husband had a cousin that had it as a childhood leukaemia as well, so we've seen it around us, but... Yeah, just the numbers are just growing and growing and growing. So it's so important that we get the funding for research and and to provide support for the people that are are being diagnosed and are currently going through treatment. So that's really important that we get that money in. Absolutely, Tori. I'm not going to lie if I, uh, yeah, I mean, I've got to say straight out, hearing that this horrible disease has touched you and your family in so many different ways, I'm shedding a tear right now because that would be... Uh, you wouldn't wish that on your worst enemy, and I'm and I'm so grateful that you got the treatment that you need, and that you know you're out the other side now, and you're being uh, what the Leukemia Foundation call a, a community champion by having a chat and telling your story with me this morning. Um, but I I'm just so baffled that you you poor thing you've had, you've had this you know very much in your life, haven't you? You have, and and with blood clances, there's so many different ones, and with mine. I had five years of wait and watch. So for five years, it was just regular blood tests, regular checkups, and it's just waiting for it to develop into something else. So, you know, and so that was, it messes with your mind because you're thinking, oh, what's that lump? Is that, you know, all that sort of mental health stuff. So, yeah, so the support systems were fantastic for that. And And at at the end of the day, look, you're the one that is just shaving your head. But when I lost my hair, it was, you know, ever been bitten by a bull ant? Yes, Okay, well, times that by a million, and that's happening to your scalp. Oh my goodness! So you're getting off quite lightly, yeah. I think. <laughs> oh, to be to be honest, uh, Tori, I don't care because um, my my head looks like a smacked backside at the best of times. So I mean, it's it's not me that has to look at my head, right? So it's everyone right, else's problem. Morning. Yeah, that's right. And I can choose not to look in the mirror. Uh, so you know, then it's everyone else's problem. But yeah, absolutely, I have no problem in in getting rid of the hair on my head because you're exactly right in the grand scheme of things. Like, it's going to grow back, get over it, you know, and do your, do your bit to help someone else in need. And I, I, I touched on this with Chris too, Tori, and I think there is a, there's a certain amount of, um, for, for example, as someone who has had to, you know, you've lost your hair and all of that, but seeing 
you know, others within your community with the, you know, the bald head that are getting around you, does that give you a, a, a sense of, um, oh, it's almost like camaraderie almost or, you know, that you're not alone? Yes, it, it's it's great because then you, you, you're not feeling invisible, you know, like um, that there, there's champions out there fighting for your cause, which is amazing. You know, they're on the team and they're amazing people because they're out there doing everything possible to raise money to help others. And, you know, they might never ever have it, anyone in their life that might have it, but they're helping someone else. And it's just a wonderful thing that they're doing. Absolutely amazing. That's uh, that's so great to hear that that's the way it's received, Tori. Because um, I've I've you know I'm struggle with mental health problems on a daily basis uh, myself. But I think that knowing that what you're doing is um, is 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 not helping to make someone not feel alone. I know that I personally have felt very alone at times. And yep. just when you f- have that moment when you feel like you aren't and you've got support, I think that in itself is you know, worth more than any amount of money you could ever raise um, just to know that you're helping uh, another human being in that scenario? Absolutely. Someone cares. Yes, You know what I mean? That exactly. they care enough to, you know, have some pretty bad hairdos when they're growing back. You know? <laughs> 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 ah, yeah, that's right. Well, as I said, mine looks rough with the limited hair that it does have on it, this mohawk. I know you've had a, a bit of a brief look you told me off air. And, I mean, I'm so mean that I cut it myself, Tori. So, you know, <laughs> mine's not the greatest of look at the best of times, but I have no problem uh, getting rid of uh, getting rid of it because, you know, it's uh, it's not the, be- the best of masterpieces as it is. <laughs> And I'll give you a tip, the old silk pillowcase, because you're going to be the shark. If you ever rubbed your hand against the shark, you'll get the rough and it'll get caught on your pillow and you won't be able to sleep properly. Oh, so go to the silk you know what uh, I've actually been told as well? A friend of mine has recently started just keeping the bald look going. Uh, yep. And um, he said to me that uh, getting barreled when you're surfing with a with a bald head, he reckons it's better than sex story. So, you know, I mean, I've, I've, I've had it sold to me in many ways. And to be honest, it's not the it's not a, d- a big deal at all for me to, to do this uh, head shave. Um, but uh, I'm actually looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, obviously going to have to slip, slop, slap on the head, though. Absolutely. And, you know, like with those sexy eyebrows, I'm sure there's a business out there that's quite happy to throw up a couple of hundred dollars to make sure you remove those as well. Oh, absolutely. I've done it for less, Tori. Yeah, 200 <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Tori, thank you so much for stopping by and chatting to me today. And um, hopefully, guys, you know, if there is someone going through this right now that you've, you know, or you know someone, that's given you a bit of an insight. But, Tori, we really appreciate it, Don. Thank you for coming on the show. And we are so happy that you are out the other side. Well done. Thank you. That's bloody beautiful. Thanks, Strawny. Good luck.